Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is a surprise which I've told TB will fill her with with brimming joy and I might be lying. Um, Joining me Claire Lydon is my co-host the ready to be surprised TB Markinson. Hello TB, how are you today? I I remember asking when I when I texted yesterday yesterday saying what's your topic tomorrow and you said you could ask me a surprise question and I said is it a fun one and you said no it's unfun unfun so I'm glad we're I'm glad we're pushing forward with the unfun <laughs> welcome that's what we bring people yeah unfun. yeah welcome to the age of unfun kind of suits I guess for everything that's going on in the world but I am going to put that aside and tell you what's going on in my little world so. Uh, first is Devil's Advocate. That's the book Miranda and I wrote this summer where we spent like some time in Maine and then we didn't write the whole book during that week, but we, you know, we've been working on it for a summer now. And fingers crossed that we'll be publishing soon, very soon. I don't have the exact date yet, but soon it might be live Why this when this episode goes out. It might not. There's a few things we're working on behind the scenes. So it's a mystery. Everything's a mystery for this episode. The topic, when is a book going to go live? Everything's a mystery. But um, this is the one that is an Ice Queen age gap uh, set in the Boston Law Office. And it gave me another opportunity to mention something that's extremely important to me, near and dear to my heart, that I try to put into every book. And Miranda's always saying, please stop mentioning that in books. But I was able to mention it again. Cannoli. I love cannolis. <laughs> and she's told me I can no longer put the dessert cannoli in books, but we have a character who lives in the North End. And I don't know if you're familiar with the North End of Boston, but there is um, a lot of Italian uh, restaurants, and cannoli is a big deal there. So I couldn't not mention cannoli in this book. And I've, I started wondering how many times I've actually mentioned this wonderful dessert that I absolutely love in books. I've lost count. I love cannoli. So people who want to get to know me, read my books and find out what desserts I really like. Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm all over a cannoli. I only discovered them about three or four years ago. And um, now oh. the, the Italian deli, just a little bit along the road, uh, makes their own homemade ones and they're really delicious. So yes, I, I, I'm with you on that. And I have been to the north end of Boston and I went to a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, so delicious there that we went back twice. Yes. Well, North End is one of my favorite neighborhoods of Boston. So, yes. And again, I got to mention cannoli, so that makes me very happy. In other news, besides launching a book next week, fingers crossed that it launches, I am, will also be launching the new website for iHeart Sapphic. Um, We've mentioned, we've been talking about this website, the website ladies, I hope they don't mind, I call them the website ladies, but I call them the website ladies. The website ladies have been working behind the scenes on this website since we started uh, discussing it in spring. We're in fall now. I know it's probably not in the best interest of my mental and physical health to launch a book and a website at the same time, but... The universe has uh, conspired against me, and this is what is happening. So I am launching a website 
and I am launching a book all in the same week, and I'm exhausted. But one of the reasons uh, that uh, the website has taken so much time developing is that we have been building a database behind the scenes. So it's going to be so much easier for readers to search for sapphic fiction. You'll be able to go to um, iheartsapphic.com, type in sapphic age gap. There will be a drop-down box, and it will populate books. I think right now, if I do search for age gap on the website in our database, over 130 books are in the database already. And I should say, we only have 800 books in the database right now. We're adding lots every week. So that number is surely going to go up. So we're hoping that this makes the um, readers' lives easier to find the books that they absolutely love. I mean, they can search for pirates. They can search for mermaids. They can search for hot for boss. They can paranormal romance. I mean, we've, we've got like a lot in the database you can search for. But we are asking all authors, I'm looking at you, Claire, to submit their books to the database. Again, looking at you, Claire. <laughs> and I'm looking at all the authors who have not submitted. <laughs> I will drop the link. Um, one of the things that's going to make this database truly awesome is to, um, having thousands and thousands of books, which is our goal, to have thousands and thousands and thousands of books in it. So we need authors to help us by populating this database and help us help you get your books in front of readers' eyeballs. So. We all want to help you, TB. I know you did tell me this last time and you gave me the same, I'm not upset, I'm just disappointed with you that you still haven't done it, look, and you've given me the same look now. And it's the look she's giving you, dear listener, if you haven't done it either. Fill out the forms and then you can be in TB's shiny new database and then readers will find your books and everything in your life will be golden. Is that is that the, basically the what you want to say? Yes, you were looking for something that's going to make your life easier. This absolutely is it. It's not that we can uh, at some fancy resort or anything. It's filling out database entries. Yes. That is the, the key to happiness in life. So, um, But if you do, it might help you get to the, um, to the resort because you might sell more books. Yeah. I can't promise that, obviously. Um, my lawyers are probably like screaming behind the scenes. I can't promise that. But it does help grow the... Um, the genre and it helps grow readership so that's that's our main goal for this database so we're uh we're hoping we're hoping that it works out it's been a massive investment um apparently databases aren't cheap and i'm still recovering from all recent bills but we're hoping the investment pays out in the long run by making readers happy that's our whole goal make readers happy isn't that why we write books it is my sole reason and also to make myself laugh. There you go. Do you just laugh at your own books? Well, I'll, I'll come to that in my update. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I just have one more thing, and then we can get to uh, your laughing books. Uh, that was a weird... I don't know. Can you tell I haven't slept a lot? <laughs> no, no. It passed me by, TV. Passed me by. I was just going to say... Um, you know, with your database, is it there's like a data warehouse? Because I always like that. Like I've got some friends who that's her, their job, and one of them used to be a data detective, which I really liked that job title. That's actually his job title. Um, but now his job is he builds data warehouses, and and it sounds, I just love it. It, it to me, it sounds like he's got a forklift truck on some cloud in the sky and he's moving data around obviously i know that's not true he's actually sat in his lounge with his computer but um you know i, I like it 
Uh, we can we can call our um, people that we are now employing to enter these books our uh, data warehouse awesome team. There you go. I need to workshop that. I really I really need to workshop that. <laughs> if people have um, better ideas of what we should call these awesome people who are helping, um, let us know in the comments. But one final thing before we hand it off to you, so you can sound more coherent coherent than I am. As you can imagine, for my first two points that I've mentioned launching a book and a website. I haven't had a lot of free time or sleep, but I did go to the Cape last weekend. Um, the sky was such a lovely blue. The temperatures were in the low 70s. It was a beautiful day away from the laptop. My goal is to spend one day out of the office every week, and so far I am on four weeks in a row. Um, it's been difficult with all the shit going on behind the scenes here in the TBM household, but um, I am still trying to stick to the get out of the office for at least one day and have fun and then get back to the database grind. One day of fun, six days of unfun. That's <laughs> <laughs> the theme today, huh? Oh dear. Well, so... Uh, that's that's I, the unfun in your life. Well, I was just thinking, I was going to try and do some work this weekend. Uh, the weekend just gone, but uh, I didn't. I didn't do any work. Um, instead, I just had fun. So I'm the fun half of the combo. But so what's going on over here? Apart from all the fun I've been having, TB. Well, my festive book, The Christmas Catch, um, is out to the art team. Da -da -da -da. So by the time this goes out, um, I expect to have some uh, errors pointed out to me. And uh, you missed a word here, Claire, and blah, blah, blah. But um, I did do so this time around. I sent it out to probably about six early readers. Uh, which I don't normally do, but um, I don't know. I had some time, so I did, uh, including the lovely Kathy A. Hi, Kathy A. So I've got some uh, big points already covered. And then what I do now in my process, I used to do the final print proofread through after I got all the comments back from the ARC team. But now I do it before it goes to the ARC team. So I pick up a lot more things because you always pick up so much more when you read a book from a print proof. Always, always, always read your book through as a print proof as it will be in a book. Get your typesetter to lay it out for you or just use Vellum or whatever software you use and print it out and read it through. You'll pick up so much more. So I did the final print proof read through this week. And do you know what? Uh, this is what I'm saying that it made me laugh. Now, my books are normally, some of them I would class as romantic comedies. Uh, most of them, I probably at least half of them are pure romance, but they always have like a like an underthread of humour. They tickle your funny bone rather than hit, it, hit you around the head. But I have to say, The Christmas Catch is definitely in the romantic comedy um, canon. Very squarely sat on that plinth, and it's unashamed. And I think it's the funniest book I've written in ages. So just heart on sleeve funny. So I snorted up my own book quite a lot, which is a good sign. A very good sign. And do you think it's because you're in your comfort zone of Christmas? Maybe. Who knows? Because you know what? I think my other, my fun, the funniest other book that I've written was All I Want for Christmas. I, I, a lot of people think that that is one of my funniest book or the funniest book I've written, and I would probably agree. Um, so I'm sort of back to my. Yeah, maybe it is Christmas. Maybe it's sort of Christmas is just fun and frothy and it's brought out the uh, fun fun and frothy side of me. So there you go. That's where we're at with that one. The football book, uh, I am zipping along still. I had hoped to get the first draft done by this weekend, uh, but I don't think I'll quite manage that. I'm about 10,000 words behind schedule, but that's okay. Um, just some other stuff has come up that I've had to attend to, but I'm still carrying on with that. And I d I've been doing some in real life research, IRL, 
um, by going to two women's football games. That's one of the things I did this week, with this weekend, last weekend, sorry. And uh, I have to say, you know, I said it was fun. Actually, it was unfun, TB, because I went to see Spurs versus Arsenal at the oh. Emir- at the Emirates, which is you know the where the Arsenal men play. They had um, over 50,000 people to see the women's game, which mm-hmm. is the biggest attendance uh, in the WSL history. So that's brilliant. I was pleased to be part of history, TB. Was I pleased with mm-hmm. the match and the score? No. My wife was, because she's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, it was a bit painful. I'm not going to lie. The actual game. The golfing class was just chasmus. Chas- is that right? No. Yeah. You know, cavernous, cavernous, cavernous. There we go. Not chasmus. The golfing class was immense. We we are not a bad, uh, you know, sort of mid-table side, but Arsenal are just fucking good. So, it, it in any other game, it would have just been nice to go along and appreciate the football. Not when it's against Tottenham, and I had to drink Arsenal beer. So, that was a, an unfun day, even though I said it was fun. What's Arsenal beer? Do you just mean beer poured at the stadium? It's not like they're not brewing their own beer? Well, no, they're not. Uh, but you say that like they wouldn't. But at Spurs, we do. So um, we've got Harry Kane's song is He's One of Our Own. And we sell pints of One of Our Own at the Spurs Stadium. So we've actually got a brewery on site at the Spurs Stadium. So, But Arsenal don't do that. But, they, but they've teamed up with Camden Hells. So they just give to Camden Hells Lager, put it in an, a... a plastic cup that says North London is red which is like it's it makes my skin go on edge when I say because North London is not red it's blue but um yeah that's the rivalries <laughs> anyway crashing I do, on I do like Camden Hills though yeah it is quite nice lager I, mean, I will I will agree <laughs> uh, but it was just um I didn't I didn't really like drinking out of an Arsenal mug but anyway the other the other women's football game I will say that we went to though we went to see Charlton now Charlton is the um closest team to us our front door it's a half an hour walk from our front door to the stadium so we went along to see um charlton because they played at the men's stadium and uh, that was a fantastic game i didn't expect much because they're the league below the wsl so the women's championship but charlton played brilliantly they got some great players they were a fluid team they defended well they attacked well they won three nil my new second team and it's a team that both my wife and i can get behind jointly so we're going to go and see more charlton women's games Excellent. And did you get a lot of photos since you have a book coming out soon? No, of course, of course I didn't, TB. Um, no, well, I, couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to take any photos at the Arsenal Stadium because it's at the Arsenal Stadium. I did get some photos actually at Charlton. Uh, yeah, but uh, And then last night we went to see um, Alex Scott, who's played for Arsenal and England, but is now a really successful presenter. And even though she's a gooner, I, she's a woman I admire greatly, so we went to see her book launch yesterday. So I've had a women's football immersion in the last week, which ha- has been the last couple of weeks, which has been fun. Um, the other thing I did, oh, I'll come to the other thing, the fun thing we did this week, last weekend. Two other things that happened in my in my professional world. One, the audiobook of Christmas and Mistletoe is out. Hurrah! So this year I have a new festive romance coming out soon, and then my last festive romance uh, is out in audio so go have a listen to that uh, narrated by the lovely claire story and as we listen to this we're going to have a book bub for one golden summer this week so i think the book bub is this coming weekend can't remember the exact date but it is this coming weekend so if you haven't read one golden summer the lovely book tb and i wrote uh, together it's going to be up for 99p 99 cents uh, across all the amazons i guess so grab it this weekend Final thing I did. Yes, you should definitely 
wait, 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 wait. I want to I wanna interject here. You should definitely read that book. It's the book I almost died for. <laughs> I got really sick with those. I really want to read that book. Put a lot into that fucking book. I almost died. Okay, I didn't almost die. But I got sick and it was uncomfortable for many months. Yeah, and uh, in preparation, I actually, you know, like, I, I think we've, we discuss this all the time where we just click on the look inside and uh, read. And I did. I read the first four chapters and I thought they were compelling and fantastic. So, well done us. Anyway, final fun thing we did this week in our fun weekend of stuff was we went to a drag king showcase night uh, in Soho. We went to a cabaret night in Soho the week before and they had a drag king on. They said uh, that there was going to be a drag king night, so we booked tickets. I have to say, the last time I saw drag kings perform live was probably about, like in the showcase of them, was probably about 20 years ago. And it was in Australia. And they were much better than anything I'd seen in the UK. And I've seen the old drag king in that 20 years since, but I have, but the drag kings, drag kingdom has come a long way. Um, and of course you'd expect it to, obviously in two decades. This drag show we went to on Sunday was absolutely fucking brilliant. And the queer, it was great to be in a queer space and the queer energy flying around the room was just beautiful. It was miraculous to behold. It was great to be there. It was entertaining. They were really talented. All the drag kings were just bold, talented performers. So um, yeah, it, that was just brilliant thing to go to. Sounds excellent. It's like you're having enough fun for the two of us because I am unfun. Yeah. And you're the fun, apparently. <laughs> so there we are. There's my there's my fun things that I've been doing uh, over the last couple of weeks and work-wise. So um, any comments on your end, TB? We have one comment. I actually checked our Twitter account and we had a comment on Twitter. Woo! So if uh, people have been leaving us comments on Twitter and I haven't said anything, um, sorry, forgot. So, anyways, we got a comment from uh, at T.A. Kelly Writer, which said, until Holy Swift Pod comes back next month, I'm binging on Faded Mates and Les Hugh Wright podcasts. Fun and informative. And uh, I'm glad we can fill in the space, mm. the empty space. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Indeed. And uh, no, we haven't had any comments on the on the Pleasure Button episode. I'm 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 amazed. Nobody wants to talk about pleasure buttons? Apparently, apparently everyone only likes to do that in private. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't notice any comments. Now again, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm a little bit uh, busy and stressed. But I, 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 I did go to the website and look for comments. So, But uh, now thinking that maybe I didn't check the spam folder, which may have snagged some because, you know, pleasure buttons. Mm, yeah. Well, there you go. There was me thinking pleasure buttons would be an explosion of pleasure, but clearly I judged it wrong. Any buy me a coffee updates, TB? No. Okay, Sadly, then. no buys a coffee and no pleasure buttons. Well. It's not fun. Except <laughs> for you. Come on, people. What are you doing out there? Um, get in touch. Let us know. Let us know why, why not the pleasure. What have you got against pleasure? Are you on the TV unfun bus? Is that what it is? I'm on team fun. Although you might not think that when I ask you the question. So here's the question, uh, TB, inspired by um, something I heard on a, another podcast recently. Um, and then I saw it on a Facebook uh, writer thing on a Facebook writer. Fa yeah, that. So the question is, if you died tomorrow, what would happen to your business? This is um, last week. I was having a really bad day 
and I had a phone call with the, some of the team members, and one of them was watching uh, the funeral for the queen. And I just said, I don't even have time for my own funeral right now. So it's kind of funny you asked me this question. <laughs> um, what would happen to my business? Well, I do have uh, I do have several businesses uh, going. I have obviously have my author business, and then I have the iHeart Sapphic, and then I have the podcast business. Obviously, the podcast business um, would go to you, unless we died together, and that would just be so sad, so sad for the podcast world. I could also say, though, that I wouldn't know, I don't know any of your passwords, so it might come to me, but I wouldn't be able to get into it. Is that true? <laughs> I have systems in place to send oh. out passwords to the people who okay. need them. Oh, okay. You do. You do. You actually do. I do. I have systems in place um, to do that. Obviously, with the um, iHeart Sapphic website, I am co-owner. Uh, Miranda McLeod owns the other half, so that would go to her. Obviously, the KDP book stuff, that one I need to have a better system in place. Um, I need to figure out how to take care of that. The business stuff, the website and the podcast, I put this all together. Remember when I said that I almost died for one golden summer? I put this all together during that time because I knew that there was a possibility and so I wanted to make sure everyone was taken care of. <laughs> so then I put a system in place. When you no, when you say you put a system in place, what is it that you mean? Uh, have you just like done a, a spreadsheet of all your passwords and, and the platforms that you're on? Um, and then you say that you've got a system in place that the, the, the right passwords and etc. will get to the right people. How, how's that going to happen? What have you done and how's that going to happen? Um, I do have a spreadsheet that outlines everything. Like, we'll just use this podcast, for example. I have a spreadsheet that has all the passwords, all the accounts, all the um, information needed to access not just uh, lesbians who write website, but the um, social media accounts, the Blueberry podcast hosting account, um, all the other stuff, I, I haven't looked at it in a while, but there's certain things that, there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes to getting all these episodes up and ready. Not that I have to do a lot, but we, we pay companies <laughs> to make sure. But like, you know, we had to set up accounts with like Spotify and um, tuned in and stuff like that. So that, that's all on like a spreadsheet. And then I have a, a, a designated survivor I guess you could say. Is that the term they use for like pol uh, political things? Um, I have someone who, who um, has access to them. If um, I just go hiking and don't come back. Now, I could be dead or I could just be going away because I hate the database. Yeah, so there is someone who uh, would be able to uh, ensure that everything gets to the right people. What about you? Okay, so I, I, well, I have to say I'm impressed. You know, I looked into what is the... What's the right thing to do? What should you do? Um, what sh what systems should you have in place? And everybody says, just nominate someone who you trust to be the person who gives out all the passwords, all the accounts that you've got to think about, all your book files, your bank account details, your tax, yeah, accounts with all the book holders, all of that. So have that all in place. So get a folder and then put it in a safe place. Um, you know, people talk about having a fire-resistant safe, but I guess you could put it in the cloud in a data-protected uh, folder or something. Similar similar kind of uh, thing, but just not IRL. So, well, but I, feel, I feel like that needs a round of applause. Well done. Well done that you've got that in place for for IHS and, and 
the podcast. But your books, book business needs some attention. Now, what would what would happen if I died tomorrow? Um, I've got nothing in place, so everything would be a fucking shit show. Is my answer. Um, so <laughs> I know what I should be doing. But you're yeah, but you're you're legally married, right? So like the KDP would obviously go to your uh, surviving wife. Yes, uh, but what if we died together? Yes, yes, there is that, <laughs> and let's hope. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I'm hoping it's not going to happen. I'm not planning on dying. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to plan for every eventuality. So you have to plan for if you die, what would happen. So, yeah, if, you're, if you've got a spouse, um, a legal spouse, then obviously everything that you had would go to them. However, when I know from dealing with my dad's death this year that, you know, when someone dies, their bank accounts, for instance, are, are immediately frozen unless you've got stuff in place to say, hey, no, here's the person who can take over. Um, and things like your phone um, can be frozen as well if you if I guess you have to tell the phone company. But things like that, you know, even if your bank account stays open, but your phone goes dead, then you need the two personal authentication step. Then you then you're fucked. You can't get in. And if your bank account gets frozen, then then the platforms can't pay you the money every month. And so then what happens to all that? So I just think it's good sometimes, and this is basically advice for me as well as all you, as well as you, dear listener, <laughs> not advice for TB, well, it is for her book business, but um, she's already done some of it um, and well done you. But yeah, I, I haven't done any of it. And it's something that crosses through my mind every now and again, you know, I suppose, especially as I get older, um, but you know, you can die any time. There's no, there's no, <laughs> you don't know when you're going to die. And so I always, I do think making it easier for the people who are left behind, you will make their lives so much easier and they will thank you. So I had to look into what you should be doing. And it, and it is basically just a simple thing of make a will is the first thing, because if you don't make a will, then the courts decide what happens to your things. Now, obviously, like you said, like we said, if you've got a legal spouse, um, that will go to them, but they still need to know what to do with all your shit. So make a, have a spreadsheet, make a folder with all the companies that you deal with, all the platforms that all your books are on in all formats, print, ebook, audio, translations, um, and then have all your um, platforms and all your passwords, your email accounts, your book files, up-to-date book files, very important, um, your bank account details, your tax details, your website details, and also yeah, all the book retailers have a nominated survivor as tb said and have for somebody who's not your spouse as well so your second in command a lot of people will say well i've only got one or two books does it really matter yeah it does because your copyright you're not just leaving behind normal bank accounts you're leaving behind copyright that can earn money for the next 70 years so if you're an author your situation is not normal so do um think about what you should be doing and get at least something set up and just have a conversation with 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 your spouse or with uh, whoever else you trust to do your will or your stuff after you die and also for people who like me have pets um i have systems in place for gray i have on my keychain that says uh, my pet is home alone and in my wallet is a card for someone to contact to take care of Gray in case I just decide to run off to I don't know where. Where's a good place to run away where they don't have databases? 
everywhere had databases. You cannot escape the database. Oh. <laughs> TB, you're, you're going to love this database when it's all done. When it's all done, it's short-term pain, long-term gain. You're going to love it. It's going to make your life like, so. like in a month's time, you're going to be skipping along and it'll be like you're in a, who was that? Like a David, no, I was going to say a David Lynch movie. I was thinking more of his colours, but then don't people always die in strange ways in David Lynch movies? So, but I always like the really bright colours he he introduces and stuff. So, you know, you're, you'll be skipping along Just in a... focus on the colours. Yeah, yeah, and a David Lynch rom-com that he has yet to uh, release. Um, but also, when I was looking into this, um, there is a couple of examples, would you like me to tell you, like warning examples? That I didn't know about, so it's quite interesting. Did you know about Stieg, Stieg Larsson? Oh, the um, the 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 Swedish yes thrillers. Yes, I know he died suddenly, didn't he? Yes, yeah, so he died of a heart attack in two thousand and four, and his books published after his death were hits, and he's now one of the most successful best-selling mm-hmm. authors in the world. He wrote the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and all that, didn't he? So, um, but. Prior to right, prior to his books gaining such popularity, he was a prominent Swedish journalist, um, and he 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 wrote pieces that railed against the far right in his country, and his position placed him in constant danger. And he lived with his longtime partner, but they didn't marry because Swedish law dictated married couples had to disclose their address to public, and he didn't want to do so because he thought his, their life might be in danger. So when he died, um, he didn't leave a valid will, and he wasn't married to his partner. And so all the uh, his property, none of it went to his partner. It went to his dad and his brother. And his dad, he didn't have a good relationship with either of them. So make sure, especially, especially I think for uh, people who aren't married, um, so you don't have any legal any legal thing to stand on. And also uh, there's Michael. There's Michael Crichton. Did he write Jurassic Park? I think. Um, I yeah. believe so. He wrote Jurassic Park and Westworld. And when he died, he did have a will in place, but he'd had another, he had five five wives and he he hadn't updated it since, he, since his fifth wife got pregnant. And so he said in the will that nobody, unless you're named in this will, you have no right to anything in my state. And he had an unborn son on the way. And so his unborn son uh, wasn't like, he was cut out of the will through no fault of Michael Crichton, just through because he hadn't updated it. So also just make sure that your will is updated. Now, I know that's quite extreme and there aren't going to be many sapphic fiction authors, I imagine, (laughs) who have five wives and an unborn child on the way. But it just goes to show, keep your stuff updated. And that's not just your will. That's including all the the companies that you work with because that changes all the time. You know, like a year ago, I... I hadn't. I, I wasn't working with a couple of the companies I work with on my translations. Three years ago, when I didn't have the audiobook partners I have, so that it's always stuff to keep up to date. And um, you know, I'm saying all this, and I've done nothing about it. So I'm hoping that this question will poke me in the bum to make me do something. What do you reckon? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But can we go to Michael Crichton? He got married five times. Mm. That's a lot of um, exes. It no is... wonder he wrote scary books. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the dinosaurs were were a metaphor? <laughs> and Westworld. I mean, it it, it brings Westworld into more uh, cl- a striking clarity after that, doesn't it? Please. <laughs> Who has time for that? I don't even have time for my own funeral right now. Who has time for five lives? <laughs> and kids. 
do let us know if you've got five wives and kids and uh, how it's going for you uh, and are you a best-selling uh, author yeah all, all helps um, and I will say that there is also uh, the Alliance of Independent Authors has a guide on this so if you are a member of the Alliance of Independent Authors which I am there's a book by Michael LeBron called the author estate handbook um, now you can buy it on Kindle as well so uh, but if you're an Ally member you can just download it from their site for free so worth having a look into because you never know you might drop dead tomorrow bringing the unfun back into the unfun episode Fun topic. But important. Re no, but really important as well, especially for people like us, right? Because, you know, everyone always, it's important for everyone, wherever you are in your career, but especially when you've got the back catalogue that we've got. Because you might want to um, divvy up your books to different relatives, you know. I'm, I'm going to leave it all to Gray and then this guy. Can't so people who cannot see this, it is oh. a gnome, a cute gnome with a flower on his cap. That's that's who's getting my money. Gray and gnome guy gray and gnome guy okay i have plans <laughs> does gnome guy not even have a name just gnome guy he's herman 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 okay herman the gnome herman's got a lot of uh sapphic royalties to to lounge in in yeah. his in his later years i can't believe you asked me if i named him i name everything well, <laughs> yeah but you didn't volunteer it tb so i had to i had to dig it out of you You have a lot of names. You know, you need to be interviewed by um, Melena McKay. Have you seen her? Have you seen her twenty questions uh, interviews that she does? And one of her questions is, "What do you think of uh, gnomes?" I love them. I I collect them. They they bring me happiness. I know um, I've been kind of down this episode because um, there's been a lot going on. But actually, the one with the flower I got a couple weekends ago on my one day out of the office because he made me smile, and now he's next to my desk. Are next to my computer so when i get a bit down about data entry i look at hermit and he makes me smile okay <laughs> good you know what there's a lesson in that for all of us uh surround yourself with things that make you smile marry condo the shit out of your life if you don't bring you joy kick it out but tb can't do that with the databases because they're here to stay they will bring you joy eventually <laughs> tb so do let us know what you think um have you planned for your own death <laughs> I know it sounds hilarious, it sounds weird, but actually I think, I, I, I've always thought that death should be more a part of life, because it is a part of life, so it's a, it, I think people shy away from talking about it, but I think actually having gone through somebody who planned for jack shit about his death and the issues that that has left us with, I would like to be better uh, at dealing with it, but I'm not at the moment, but um, I'm hoping I won't die anytime soon and then I can do it but i never know i might die tomorrow Cheery. you need to lo live long enough to plan your death right like the queen because like they had plans in place they had plans in place for years yeah yeah yes. so yeah do you think do you think when i die a blue light might flash like the queen did you see it did you hear about that a blue light flashed in all the tv rooms and that's when they know that the queen has died what do you mean a blue light flash right off camera so we couldn't see it but 
they, oh. they they had stuff set up so the system would be a blue light would flash and then whoever was talking like the newsreader would be able to see oh shit the queen's just died yes and then they had to everybody had a black suit and black tie if you're a bloke as well and then you had to talk in hushed somber tones yes for a very long time for a very long time <laughs> i mean <laughs> Sad times that the Queen died, but it did seem to go on a, a little bit too long. But there you go. Anyway, do let us know what you think about um, planning for your death. Have you done it where your business is concerned, even when your life is concerned? Um, do let us know. Uh, ways to get in touch on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite.gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, at lesbianswhowrite. And in- Instagram me, at clairefic. And do join us next time around when it's TB's turn to ask me surprise question. Oh wow, how am I going to be on fun? Yeah, you have to be, you have to bring the fun, TB. Well, I'll just talk about the database. There's okay. More exciting and thrilling than a database. Until then, uh, keep writing, stay safe. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Oh,